When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. That wasn't a game. That was a statement. I'm Mike. That's Tommy. Hello, everyone. That's Kevin. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Quack Attack Podcast, the definitive Mighty Ducks Podcast. We are back. We are live. It is Saturday night. We have uh, 17 people right now joining us for the Google Hangout. Um, we have been talking to some of them, but we got quite a few here. I want to give a special um, shout out to Elsie, executive producer Elsie. Elsie, uh, are you on the line? I am here. Thank you for joining us. What time is it where you live? Oh, it's fine. It's 10 a.m. on Sunday morning here 10 in 10 a.m. Sunday morning. Um, what is it like in the future? Uh, it's actually beautiful here. It's also Mother's Day in Australia, and I had to yes. uh, move Mother's Day lunch to Mother's Day dinner so I could be here. But, wow. Uh, I'm sure everyone understands. Wow. Get out on mom to come hang out with us. That's great. <laughs> fine. It's just my mother-in-law. Oh, just mother-in-law. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Doesn't count. That's fine. All right. We have a ton of people. Uh, where do you live? Like, give us a city if you want to in Australia. Uh, Sydney in Australia. Oh, Sydney. All right. Um, I was just talking to my buddy about Bondi Beach today. It's way too busy. A lot of sharks in there right now. Yeah, they're really enjoying the lack of people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's go around. Let's meet some of our quackalites here. Um, let's go to Matt. Matt, just let us. Matt Holtwick. Matt Holt. Matt H. I should say. We'll edit that out. Matt H. How are you? Hey. Good. How are you? Where are you calling us from? Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, Ohio. Jordan, yeah. you are next on my line. Where are you calling us from? Jordan. I'm- from Marion, Indiana. Marion, Indiana. A lot of Midwesterners. I like that. We got Ed here. Hey, Ed. Hey, how's it going? Good. Ed's going to participate in some quack court uh, coming up here yeah. soon. Ed's Ed rocking the Ducks Fly Together shirt. Yes. I, 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 was, I was yelled at last time for not having gear. So now I have gear. Yes. Nice. We're good to go. Nice. We have Luke. Um, Luke, where are you? <laughs> Uh, Lansing, Michigan. Lansing. I feel like you used to live in the UP. Is that true? That is true. I went to school up there. Good memory. Thank you. Wait, can you describe what the UP is for people that don't? Upper Peninsula. The Upper Michigan. Peninsula, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. It's a Michigan thing. Um, we have... Mike, is, uh, is that your baby we can hear? No, that's not mine. Mine is not here right now. Whose baby is making a cameo? <laughs> mine, no, mine, is, 
<laughs> we don't know. Um, Dan, we were talking to Dan earlier. He's from North Carolina, Charlotte. Jeremiah, you're still from an Ipsy? Yep. Nice. It. Nice. Um, we have so many people. I was going to go through them all, but I don't know if we can. Danny's here. Danny, where are you calling us from? Milwaukee. Milwaukee, rocking the Mighty Ducks shirt. Alyssa, also rocking the Mighty Ducks jersey. Where are you calling us from, Alyssa? Uh, D.C. Oh, Washington, D.C. Anybody else out of the country, out of the U.S., outside of old uh, Elsie? Well, not old, very young and smart Elsie. Trevor? Trevor's from Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Totally here, I think. We'll see. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Kim, where are you calling us from? Where am I? Kim. Okay. No, Trevor. This is a disaster. All right, we're just moving on. Let's move on to we're gonna play a little quack court here. So we have Trevor and we have Ed here. So if you are unfamiliar, we have um, we have some quack court veterans here, so this will be fun. So they are going to – we picked a topic for – well, actually, Ed picked a topic because he stepped up last Google Hangout. And we randomly selected who will be on what side. But the topic is the Junior Goodwill games were rigged. So Trevor and Ed are going to argue – one side, and this is how it's going to work. We're going to randomly select who's on what side. After that, I shorten it a little bit. We're going to have 60-second opening statements, and then we're gonna, each person is going to ask the other two questions where the person has to defend themselves. And then after that, we're going to have 60-second closing statements, and then they're going to be done. And we are going to select a winner via chat. And Ed and Trevor, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So I randomly selected it. And Trevor, you are for the good Junior Goodwill Games being rigged. Ed, you are against them being rigged. Um, Ed, since you picked the topic, Trevor, do you want to go first or second? Oh, boy. I'll go go first. Okay. Trevor looks very prepared same person go first every round there's notes boys and girls oh i've got notes too this is gonna be good all right (laughs) nice all right so trevor whenever you are ready you have 60 seconds to argue that the junior goodwill games were indeed rigged all right so basically based on the two game elimination makes it a rigged format to as it is, uh, what you typically have with a two, t- two-tier, five-team format is a round robin, moving on to the top, so on and so forth, what we've seen in World Junior Hockey for years and years. Uh, of course, we could go with the argument that as well that you have a bunch of teams that in the last three years leading up to 1994 were not even in consideration, like Finland, Czech Republic, uh, even teams like Austria and Norway were excluded, but teams like Iceland, Trinidad, Tobago, France, and Denmark were in. Um, 
of course, and other signs of being being rigged, just the blatant missed calls on both sides. You can, but but you can give it rigged towards Iceland. You can give it rigged towards the United States. Uh, Iceland's advantages: the Sanderson slash on Adam Banks, uh, the Julian Portman being kicked out, and they also played less games in the United States. That's it for now. All right, Ed. <clears throat> All right, so it was fixed is like the the excuse of every sore loser in in sports history. Now the tournament poorly organized. You shouldn't be doing a double elimination with ten teams. Fair, but just because something's badly organized does not mean it was fixed. Uh, the, the the quality of play overall for like the teams that were invited turns out it's not that bad. Most of the teams are like top fifteen-ish teams. There are some big exclusions, as Trevor pointed out. Czech Republic. Uh, Finland in particular. Um, the refs were terrible throughout the entire tournament. There's no doubt about that. But if the tournament was fixed, you would have expected to be bad in one way or another, like favoring a team. And as he pointed out, the U.S. and Iceland both get a ton of leeway at different times. Um, and I think at the end of the day, you saw a tournament where there were two teams that uh, played well, made some high skill plays, came down to a shootout. If it was rigged, I think we would have seen, uh, I don't think it would have been left to chance that much. That it would have come down to the final shot of the shootout at the end of the gold medal game. Well done. Okay. Since Nicholas is smoking a cigar, and I, I like it, he looks pretty cool. Let's go to some, Let's. what's your just overall impressions of those opening statements, Nicholas? Uh, I think both sides made a good point. I would say um, that if it is rigged, I, I would say I, I slightly give the edge to the rig because if it is rigged, you don't want it to be blatantly obvious that you rigged it. You want to give some calls the other way. And then also, if uh, I would imagine if gambling's involved, you want it to be uh, some drama at the end and have a shootout. I don't know. I'm, I'm leaning towards rigged uh, after the opening uh, statements. Oh, interesting. All right. Ed, you're up. First two and ask your first question you'll go back to back asking questions trevor will mm -hmm. answer them so your first question whenever you're ready okay can you point out any particular on ice plays or referees calls in particular that show evidence not of just incompetence but of actual rigging in one direction i wouldn't call it on ice but the the fact that USA did not get their second a loss due to disqualification against Germany when they didn't have an actual assistant coach on the bench would make it USA eliminated in the early round. Add your second question. Oh, okay, back to back. All right. Uh, who do you think in particular was in on the fix? And why did they want it fixed? Uh, Hendrik Hockey would be my go-to guys as being uh, in on the fix. If they're wanting all this brand publicity, we boxes, action figures, lunch boxes, you're going to want to put your team in the final. We all know that you got to make the money, and to, be, to make the money, you got to be in the final. So, of course, they're going to make sure their team's in the final. Well done, Trevor. A special, a special um, shout-out to Trevor for the Trinidad and Tobago. 
um, jersey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this a very fits with the theme well. So Trevor, your first question. Um, if it wasn't rigged, how, how did you have a top tiered system, uh, a, a number one seed like Iceland playing a number two seed in the same division? That's an excellent question. And as I said, I think the tournament is completely mismanaged. There's no doubt about that. But if you wanted to rig it for your top seeds, I don't think you put them in the same division where one upset of either of them could eliminate them before the final. Um, we did see that they played all of the uh, double elimination games for like the U.S. until the very last games. They played all the other teams in their pool. So I think they were bound to meet up early and you're really risking eliminating one of your favorites. Um, in my quick research, not every team actually played each other. If you do the math, uh, uh, Iceland couldn't have played Trinidad and Italy. They would have both been eliminated at one point. Trinidad especially would have been eliminated at one point. So Italy, uh, Iceland actually got one less game than um, the Mighty Ducks. That's a, is that is that a question I should respond to? No, I'm just, I'm just uh, it was, uh, oh. <laughs> sorry. Can I, I don't know if that's again? allowable, but we'll, let's so go. Keep it going. Right Ask your second question. Not, okay, I'll make it a question. If it's not rigged, then how did USA, how did the numbers be so skewed when it comes to games played? Sure. In uh, any double elimination competition, uh, teams that stick around the winner's bracket are playing less games in pool play. Um, even in a four-team bracket, double elimination, if you win your first two, you're in the final. If you go a win and a loss, you got to play a third game to get in. All right. Well done. Let's. I, I haven't heard from Andrew. Andrew, just which way are you leaning right now? Um, I'd have to lean towards uh, not rigged. Oh. Um, yeah, I got to agree with Ed on this one. Um, there's no way that uh, you would have the uh, one of your best teams playing each other early on in a double elimination tournament. There you go. All right. All right. Everyone. I, I just want to jump in here and say uh, great, bold strategy by, by, uh, by Trevor jumping in and, and using math to, <laughs> you know, to, to bolster his argument. I just want to say that was a great move. Uh, that's just my armchair commentary. So. Yeah. That's an out of America thing. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> Back to Ed. You have 60 seconds for this mini quack court. Your closing statement. Um, wait. No. Let's go, to, <laughs> let's go to Trevor. Trevor started us off. Let's go to Trevor. Your 60 seconds. Your opening statement whenever you're ready. You mean my closing statement? Yes, closing statement. I'm struggling here. Uh, okay, so I honestly, I don't know how you can not have it rigged. Uh, I mean, you obviously push the top four teams of the tournament into the final quarterfinals and then semifinals. And then you wanted, to, if you wanted a number one and a number two seed to face each other, the only way you could have done it is through double elimination tournament. So just on the basis of it not being a five-team, two-tier, or two-division, round-robin style format, it has to be, You want if you want the glory, you want Hendricks hockey in the final, you want Team USA, this is the way to do it. So they clearly set it up that way so that one versus two final, no matter what. All right. Ed? 
your your closing statement. Sure. Um, I agree that it's a badly organized tournament, that the refs are incompetent, that a lot of things went wrong over the course of this tournament. But none of that means that it's rigged. Um, I think one of the biggest things, someone pointed out that, you know, you would want to keep it close if you're trying to rig. You don't want to make it too obvious, and that's true. But you can't rely on the team you're supposedly rigging the tournament for to make amazing plays at the end of games to get you there. You're going to at least put them in position to win. USA was consistently in position to lose games and pulled it out of their hats with crazy knuckle pucks and uh, flying Vs and alley-oops and a save from a cold goalkeeper that came off the bench the last second to win the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I think especially, it, it, and, if, and clearly none of the teams knew that they were, were in on this. Um, everyone seemed legitimately surprised or happy about the results at the end. And even Hendricks, uh, Hendricks Aki was uh, their spokes uh, their spokesperson was shocked when the U.S. lost uh, and and was really worried that they might not make it if it was rigged. He'd know they made it. All right, strong arguments on both sides. Um, let's go to Alyssa for analysis. Alyssa, your thoughts on uh, the closing statements in particular, but you can get into the overall argument as well. I was really swayed by the argument that putting in Julie was not expected. I don't think they could have planned for that. And I, I was definitely on the rig side because I have my my whiteboard right here. I was looking at, at the um, Have we ever bracketed it out and done wins and losses? It's tough because you don't see every game. Yeah, I worked that home with a stupid way of doing it. Uh, the five pieces really bad for double elimination, but like the U.S. path makes sense. They don't even show you enough to actually Ed. be sure if it does or not. But, Andrew, you're not arguing, Ed. Oh, oh. oh arguing. What I came up with, uh, this is thanks to Steelers Nat blog that I found. <laughs> okay, Steelers really, Nat. Really I think helpful. he follows us on Twitter, so. So uh, great. Uh, it came down to uh, a five-round style. If you look at five games a day, or three games every five, every day for five days, and then a quarters, and then a semi, and then a final, comes up to about 19 games. Uh, USA playing seven, Iceland playing six, Canada, Russia each playing five. Canada, Russia are both on the other side of the bracket, and they played less games than USA and Iceland, which is a little odd, but uh, the big, and I just want to point this out for everybody, the big change was when um, Russia beats Iceland. That changed the yeah. whole dynamic of the double elimination mm -hmm. because without that, Iceland would, if they lost USA in the final, you would have to come up with some sort of magic third game somehow or maybe yeah, they don't really specify what they would do yeah, yeah. straight final or mm -hmm. double elimination still well, apply. tommy just uh overall thoughts and um i guess you can start it off by picking a winner here all right so overall thoughts i thought both were very prepared so i think that trevor really um neglected to mention a couple of things um, really should have gone much harder on Hendricks. Um, if it's rigged, you need to talk more about how Hendricks had so much invested in this. And also, they were invested in the USA losing to Iceland to begin with to make the championship game that much more memorable. If USA runs through it all, your ratings aren't that great for the gold medal game. Um, 
Also, another argument that I think you missed was the fact that Russ Tyler is able to join the tournament, like, at all. Um, and so there's clearly some rules that are being jumped through. Um, Ed, I thought you missed it a little bit by really kind of acknowledging that it's poorly run, but saying that doesn't mean it's rigged. I really got the, um, the feeling that Trevor was a prosecutor and Ed was a defendant. Um, and basically the question is, did Trevor prove that this was rigged or did Ed put enough shadow and doubt? It's like, Hey, just cause it's poorly run. Does that, it doesn't mean it's rigged. And so that's kind of my, my thought process here. Nice. Kevin, your analysis, or Tommy, did you make a pick there? No, I didn't. Um, <laughs> it's really tough. Um, I think I'm going to give it um, by a razor's edge to Ed, just because I thought Trevor really could have been like the charismatic, like Southern prosecutor who just kind of like played at like our heartstrings and was real sweaty you know, just think like Matthew McConaughey in any movie he's ever been in. Just like give us that. So that's what I really wanted to see. All right. I have so many notes and only a minute to break. I know. <laughs> well, okay. That's good to know for future quack courts. If we're going to do this, maybe we, we extend, extend it out. Um, Kevin, your thoughts and your pick. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, kind of in a similar vein, uh, I think Trevor, as somebody who's like never really prepared for pretty much anything in his life, I think Trevor over prepared and kind of like psyched himself out. Um, he had a ton of great notes, but never he didn't really hit on any of them. Um, Ed was very cool, calm, and collected, uh, and and again, kind of staved off that like he didn't necessarily prove anything, but he didn't he didn't fault himself either. Like he didn't hurt his argument either. So I think his position was easier to be in, to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a bad tournament structure, but he also like, he didn't allow any doubt to creep in. Um, I just, I feel like Trevor overprepared and maybe fumbled on that in that respect, but respect for the amount of preparation that he gave. Yes. All right. Um, if you want to put your picks in the chat, do so now. Um, my analysis would be that I I enjoyed both the the whole format rigging things was I thought an excellent point by Trevor. I thought that was a good way to sort of give hard evidence about what happened. I did like Ed's rebuttal though that this could have just been poorly organized. Um, and if Hendrix is Ed also brought up the point about Tibbles not really real realizing it um so if it was rigged tibbles would have to probably be out um of the loop i would guess so um if you look at the i i, I do i do want to say danny brings up a good point trevor bringing the math was solid yes i just want to make sure that we acknowledge yes the actually one, one point I thought Trevor actually one of his strongest points was the fact that the USA didn't have to forfeit when they were playing Germany it's clear that they yes. kind of got that extra clock it's like when a soccer team kind of gets that extra so that stoppage time and you're just like you know why do they keep playing and so actually I think that that was a really good point by Trevor all right I'm just counting up votes now 
Um, let's see. Two, two. Um, Ed, four, four, three, four, four, five, four, five, five, six, five, Trevor. Um, great effort from them both. Just a cop out from Nicholas there. Um, no, no, um, I'm, I'm leaning towards Ed. I'm saying, uh, after listening to all the true crime podcasts, uh, I, I think there is room for reasonable doubt. I'm going with that. Okay. Ed? Yeah, this is it. I, I, my count's different. You may want to Oh, no. Just, Jeremy says, as the word Trevor is in like a response for Jeremiah. But. What? Oh, touche. Well, Trevor, Ed. The fourth one's not a vote. I think it's tied. It's, one. it's tied, so I'm making the final call. Wow. Good work, guys. Good work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mike two. is like Mike Pence in this. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh this is this is bad news. Uh let's just say I have the final vote. And we're go oh, Kimothy coming in late for Trevor. Speaking of rigged. Oh, there you go. There. <laughs> I think <Wow. laughs> I think Trevor might have won the popular vote. I would have picked A. Wait, wait, wait. I, I want to see like the the Venmo transactions from Trevor. <laughs> yeah, speaking of rigged, right? Yeah. All right, I'm no, gonna dollar in the question. It's way less than American. Okay, I'm gonna count these up in the future. My pick is Ed, just because I thought he had some great rebuttals for Trevor. Um, I will count these up in a second, but I do want to give a special shout out to Elsie. Elsie has donated to us. She is our executive producer. So Elsie, do you have a quack question for us that uh, hasn't gotten an air that we can answer and that the, the quack lights can help us answer? Oh, I really should have probably thought about this. Uh, I think you guys have actually done an excellent job of answering all my questions. Okay. Does anybody have any quack questions <laughs> that they, they feel need to get out there? We'll open it up for everybody. Trevor's raising It's just polite. Um, <laughs> can I just say in my in my research for this one? I thought the fixed side was the way more fun side to be honest. <laughs> I had a few points. I had one that I can rewatch the, the relevant scenes that I think is great. My whole point was that it was rigged for Iceland's benefit for a number of reasons. But I even found a ducks player that I was gonna argue was in on it, which is Averman, because of the so like it's the third period of the championship game. And the US oh. makes it a two-goal game. Then Averman has the worst giveaway possible, like yeah. three feet in front of the net to give Iceland a three-goal game again. It's Averman. He's in on it. He was paid off by Iceland. Probably by uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Like, my, my question to the group, and I, just maybe because I'm a hockey, like hockey equipment kind of guy, uh, why don't you think Hendricks why didn't we see Hendrick's equipment and only just Hendrick's jersey? Yeah. <laughs> so, How'd they let him get away with it? Like, you look How'd at the game, like, a ton of other sponsors that are getting in on this. Yes. That, well, like, and uh, this is coming from no hockey background at all, but it, it's a good point. I think it goes across, like, like, transcends all levels of sports. It's like, I don't know who the official sponsor of the NBA is right now, but I do know what shoes the players wear. Yeah, so I think that's a good question. Okay. I have I have um, tallied up the votes, by the way. So, with the, Trevor actually ended up winning the people's vote. 
people with our three votes. Ed won. Ed won um, nine to eight. And Dan said Tibbles rigged it himself. So I wasn't sure if that was a Trevor vote or that was a that was a Tibbles yeah, so, vote. Uh, there was a Trevor vote earlier in the conversation. I, I just oh. wanted to slide that. Yeah, yeah. There's some people who kept making comments with me a little. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I actually did end up having the uh, deciding vote, and we get wow. congratulations, Ed. Um, Trevor, Trevor, did, were you hoping to argue rigged or, or not rigged? I was actually prepared for both. Uh, I did enough research where I was ready either way. Uh, like, really, that blog saves you a lot of effort because <laughs> without having actual results to look at, how can you figure this out? Like, it is an, almost impossible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's uh, you can kind of try to make some assumptions based on the way the, the, the U.S. games they show, but you're making guesses no matter what. Like, one thing was like, if it's right, one thing you could say for rigged is that Iceland appears the way they show it in the movie to lose a game and then go straight to the final. But you could also assume that they played Canada in another semifinal if you're on the other side because they just don't show anything outside of the U.S. games pretty much. Oh, <laughs> I did get a message that there are people in the waiting room. I don't know how to get to the waiting room. No. So let me figure that out. But as I do that, um, the the question Trevor asked about why doesn't um, Hendrix have gear? I think that they are a knockoff hockey brand, and they this is their, their attempt to try to get in to the game. So what they're going to do, they're going to sponsor the team and maybe sponsor some jerseys. But I don't think they're an equipment manufacturer as much as they think. I think they're um, just giving the jerseys and, and, and hoping that that will give them some name recognition. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I think they might just be jerseys. And they maybe um, they're not pads and gloves and all that. But it is a good question because Goldberg's definitely not wearing pads from Hendrix. Uh, the only Hendrix uh, apparel you see is on the arm. I guess the only Hendrix logo, which I arguably a terrible spot for it. But Tommy, your thoughts. Yeah, I think you kind of um you kind of hit it there. I see Hendrix as as more of like just the the name for the jersey. And also I wonder if because we've always we've always established that Don Tibbles is probably a smart guy. Um what are like the amateurism rules going on right now? And so what could they make the most money off of? And they couldn't really have their the players endorse like um, equipment, but you could have Bombay endorse Hendrix, but he's not wearing anything with the exception of the Bombay loafer. And so Hendrix is seen everywhere. It's just the kit or the the sweater. And so you can't have and no. I don't know if people are gonna be like, oh, what kind of you know pads is, is Dwayne wearing? I need to wear those. Um, and so I, I see this kind of as like a very much a calculated play where if they just put Hendrix on the, on the sweater, they can sell this because I think mid nineties you're competing against the NBA right now. And so what you really need to do is just get the, the sweater sold and you're not really going to get your money back. Maybe if you're trying to sell, you know, skates or pads. So I think it's just a calculated play. Yeah. Well, Don Tibbles himself doesn't seem to know because he introduces himself as Hendrix Hockey Apparel. 
But later on, he says, Hendricks Hockey for all your hockey needs. So I feel like maybe they're trying to step into equipment. Mm. And I'll make the point, if you look at the NHL now, they, Adidas does their jerseys, but Adidas doesn't make any other equipment as well. Good points. Um, Kevin, your thoughts? Any thoughts? Do you have any thoughts? Uh, I don't know. I just have to wait for a second. But, uh, I, Kevin, can you reference the last dance or Bulls basketball with your answer? <laughs> uh, I absolutely can. So I definitely think, so it's, it, it, to that same point, like, even Nike at that point was like they didn't they weren't in basketball they were track but they 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 jumped into it with a big name so I I feel like that's probably what Hendricks was trying to do here it was kind of the, the Nike move jumping in with Jordan it's like you're you're trying to like overpay for like the early access to this big brand and I I feel like that's probably what they were going with uh, so to to launch their hockey brand and experience question about the last dance <laughs> oh god okay yeah. yes let's hear it you feel like i felt really bad for tony kud coach like well, that's not the question but it was framed yeah i mean of course Tony unnecessarily shit on like the guy lived in a war-torn country just because a fat gm says crappy things like yeah. there's no need to be mean to him Hey, Tony Kukoc is a great man, dude. He's great. At least they brought up the gold medal game because some people don't. Like, they're just like, they shut him down. <laughs> like, yeah, like that he scored like 19 in the gold medal game. Yeah. He'll no, probably have a, he'll have a moment in episode seven too because they'll have the, they're going to have that, uh, of course, that the, Pippin Fat out game. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Scotty shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have noted sandwich enthusiast Jared Beasley is here. Jared, <laughs> apologies for, um, keeping you in the waiting room i know oh, no, you know you're, you're you're good i uh i wasn't sure if i had the right call at first um i couldn't figure out what was going on do you have any, as a way to make it up to you do you have any quack questions we can answer for you wait are you both wearing the same jersey i, I want to know the answer to that yes. question i got you the conway c on yeah <laughs> nice. and my uh my special 96 ducks hat oh, too. oh i just have the regular <laughs> wait did you order that, or or did you just like find that in a hat shop somewhere? There's there's a company called Bring Hockey Back that makes uh, hockey gear, and every now and then does ducks themed gear. And they made a very limited run on this, uh, and I was lucky enough to get one. Nice. Well done. Well done. Um, there's a company that Jared Beasley owns called. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, that was a plug for your shadow company. Oh, okay. I, I have to get that going from the ground up. <laughs> yeah, Jared, do you have any questions that you were um, you were looking for us to answer here? Whether Not about really. the Mighty Ducks or so, about life, who knows? You you guys have answered what? a couple of mine recently that I put out there, so I can't think of anything specific. Other than I will say, um, I I did a full marathon one day um, when I didn't have my daughter with me, and my Mighty Ducks three. Um, D3 just like keeps getting funnier and funnier as an adult. I just kind of put that out there. Hmm. Well, elaborate, elaborate. I, I, it, it's just the, I don't know. It, it feels a little bit more like a, it's obviously not adulthood. It's high school, but it, the, the jokes hit a little different than the kid jokes in the early movies. Now, don't get me wrong. I love the kid jokes. Um, but, but the, 
I don't know, just the, the more adulthood jokes, the uh, uh, Russ Tyler is, I think, is hilarious in that movie with his the shut it and and um and working with ken Wu trying to, <laughs> trying to teach him how to trash talk yeah we call in white trash <laughs> yeah that that joke in particular is fantastic chef jojo's here chef jojo apologies for keeping you in the waiting room um are you a real chef i am i am a real chef i'm actually um multitasking i'm, I'm doing this uh Meetup, and I'm also doing another meetup um, with another organization. I'm about to do a cooking demonstration. But uh, wait, can you promise not to hang up and just like let us watch in the distance? <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely be able to show you guys the finished product, though. All I'm, right. doing, I'm doing a salmon. I'm doing a salmon Alfredo recipe. Salmon Ooh. Alfredo. Yeah. Um, and I can actually send the recipe to you guys too, if you like. Yes. It can yeah. be, it can be, it's, it's very easy to make. A nice, um, especially if you guys don't cook on a regular basis, something that, that you can make for your mom on Mother's Day. So, yeah. Wow. There you go. Helping yeah. moms everywhere. Absolutely. Chef, Chef Jojo, where are you calling us from? I'm from, um, well, uh, originally from New York, but I'm calling in from Owings Mills, Maryland, East Coast. East Coast. Yeah. We appreciate it. Um, nice. Thank you. We uh, duck call real quick. Duck called to Matt for flashing the the D three DVD. He just had it with him. It was the VHS, I believe. Oh, it was a VHS, like Even the giant white Disney ones. <laughs> Even better. If I can hop in on here, I have uh, twelve copies. Oh um, my god! Oh my god! <laughs> what? Wait, what? Why? Yeah, why do you have 12 copies? My sister, anytime it's my birthday or Christmas, she stopped getting me real presents, and she just buys me either D2 or D3, the VHS, when she finds them. So I, don't real present. I just have about 22 copies total, and I don't even have a VHS player. So yeah. that's insane, and I love it. That's fantastic. So- those are all VHSs? I think they're all VHSs, yeah. I don't know how well you can see them. Do you uh, do you have the DVDs or no? No, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah. Alyssa just chucked her cat out there. Oh there oh yeah, Alyssa has the, the box set. Well done. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, Matt, do you have your uh, VHSs like prominently displayed in your house? Just like when you enter in, it's like, oh yes, here's my my lovely uh, bookcase full of D two and D three. <laughs> Matt is pleading the fifth, I guess. That's okay. Does anybody have any other cool Mighty Ducks gear that they want to show the Quack Lights? I feel like this is the time where you can get a, a full appreciation for it. I got my shirt in the mail. Hold on. Oh, yes. Quack Attack shout. Oh, people are getting up. People. Oh, I was, I was kind of scared that uh, Air Lemaire was going to be wearing like a Mighty Duck Speedo or something. And it was just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you have any novelizations? Oh, you have the real novelizations. <laughs> that is impressive. That is I've impressive. I've got a set of the uh, purple behind jerseys. Wow. And an exit. Wow. Jerseys. This is one of them. 
Kim, your yeah. camera's not on, or at least I can't see the camera. Can we see Kim's camera? Can you guys see it? No, for no, you at all. Huh? We cannot. But um, Tre oh, Trevor's got a nice hat. He's got okay. uh, my Trevor's got the the mini ha ha waves. Oh, yeah, the Bombay was... mini ha ha waves. That's I impressive. That. I've got some childhood pictures of me rocking a full windbreaker, and I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. it looks like it looks like Danny has some Banks jerseys. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I have um, Hawks D5, and then the Team USA remix. Oh, so I still need to get uh, USA and then the uh, the Warriors jerseys. And I'll be complete. Nice. Warriors die and Ducks fly. Exactly. What would you guys say is the most rare jersey? Because I wonder if just like the Team USA that they wore. I'm not sure I've had, I've seen anyone wear like a Conway USA only jersey. Are those yeah. out there? It's They're in the correct Fulton jersey. Oh, the correct Fulton jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Unreleased. I think of more uh, uh, wherever Portman's jersey is, the black and gray with the horse on with the ripped sleeves. Oh, yes. They're super hard to find. Morgan Park. Morgan Park. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah, what are you drinking? Uh, whiskey sour. Nice. Yeah, buddy. As well, a former goalie, I always wanted uh, a Goldberg Team USA jersey and could not find one. Mm. I just I tried to get a regular carp jersey, harder than it seems. They have like <laughs> they have Conway and they have Goldberg and they have like Banks and that's it. You gotta go Even custom. Even Banks harder to find. Yeah, you gotta go custom for that kind of stuff. Um, all right, we're we're coming up on time here, but uh, does anybody have any other questions? Well, one last question. Before we uh, sign off here, anyone's player I can have. Uh, I have I have one. I just thought of because we were talking about the uh, last dance. Um, listening to another podcast, and they talked about what fictional teams you're you'd not like allowed to, to listen to other podcasts. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they have a good question about what fictional sports teams would you like to see a last dance documentary on? Wouldn't the Mighty Ducks last dance documentary be amazing? It could be about uh, their their. I don't know what would their last dance be about. <laughs> I don't know, like, like a senior year at Eden Hall or something. Is Bombay the central figure, or is it Charlie? Oh, good question. Yeah. Yeah. Is it Bombay or is it? No. I I think the last dance is about Bombay and his return in this TV series since he's coming back from being down. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Well done, Jared. Is that Kevin, your dog? Yeah, Kevin, meet Kevin. Hey, what's Kevin. up? <laughs> so wait, but okay, so if it is centered around Bombay, what is he drinking and what is he smoking? Oh, <laughs> like the interviews? Yeah. You know, Jordan has like his big Yeah. He's, yeah. He's got to go with gin, like Bombay gin. Ooh, I like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Matt said it wasn't him flashing the D3 VHS. Tommy, yeah, Tommy lied to me. I was trying to drop in and be like, it wasn't me. Oh, I thought it was, uh, it I thought was, it was Jordan. Matt. Yeah. Uh, it was one of uh, his 25 Jordan. copies. <laughs> Sorry, my my names are messed up. Oh, really? No worries. Yeah, absolutely Jordan with the uh, the big VHS. Yep. Matt's just got a, a regular house going on. Yeah. <laughs> I do have a question though. Where do you get where do you get the best quality jersey? Oh. 
Good question. Um, Jared and Trevor might know. Yeah. So I, I will say for me, when I was buying my uh, D5 Ducks jersey, I, I took a bunch of pictures and screenshots from the movies and like looked at all the details and looked at pictures because you can find a lot of places that sell them online, but a lot of them are really different quality and different uh, color combinations and the thickness of the stripes, especially on the sleeves. So the purple and yellow on the top and the purple and yellow on the bottom were always the biggest discrepancies. So I just like kept looking and looking until I found one on Amazon from that was uh, some shop in China that seemed like the closest match. Couldn't tell you what it was. I just literally looked at like probably 30 different sources i think i used the same shop <laughs> there you go uh nice. nicholas says bombay is smoking a davidoff or padrone i don't smoke and i don't know anything about what that was but um nicholas care to explain uh they're just uh very good cigars that i can't afford nice <laughs> dan and, and he was backed by hendrix definitely can <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> I have a question. How much do we think Bombay was actually paid by Hendrix? Uh, well, I want so, this question, and also how much do you think he would make like running the, the Junior Goodwill Hockey? The, being player Goodwill. personnel for the Junior Goodwill Games? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I think that he probably had a lot of uh, bonuses built into his contract. Um which is why they were probably running up the score early against Trinidad when they really shouldn't have. Um, so goal scored, um, probably some kind of like individual awards. He would get some kind of um, bonus as well. Um, and then player personnel, I think there it's really the perks that you're getting because he's traveling all over the country and he's probably getting like a cash per diem. And maybe he's just like pocketing most of it like we would all do. So mm. I think he's doing pretty well for himself. And a lot of that is really like under the table, like tax free. Nice. Danny, you were raising your hands. Did you have a thought there? I was. Yeah. Uh, wait, am I muted? No, I'm not. No, you're good. <laughs> I was going to say, other than the bonuses, he probably wasn't getting a whole lot. It seemed to be a lot of just like comp packages. Like they were putting him up. We were like comping his travel. They were getting him into these smart studded parties and everything. So I thought, that, I thought that a lot of it was probably more like prestige, the reputation, like the resume that he put off of it, and then taking back onto a bigger career. You got to you got to think about too the fact that he was a lawyer, probably making pretty good money. And yeah. whenever he got that contract, he was pretty shocked by the number that he saw on that, on that initial signing. And it may have been just like a one-time bonus, or you know, just to rep Hendrix during that time period. So it may have been just like a one lump sum. Yeah. Do we think that said, Hendrix there remains the mascot? <laughs> yes. The creepy bear. Um, yeah. I think I think for sure he remains the mascot. Um because that that is Hendrix. Oh, you mean like right now in 2020? Like does Harry the Hendrix bear become mascot for the Junior Goodwill Games as a whole? Oh. <laughs> Interesting. No. He he goes out in the Me Too movement because he says, "Hello there, ladies. How about a bear hug?" Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I don't think he was he would be up for it now, but back then I think he um, yeah I think he brought a lot of play. Um, Trevor, they at, least, they at least found somebody to somebody else to be the bear. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy under the bear suit got definitely got fired. 
Um, Trevor coming back with the math saying the average junior hockey coach in the U.S. makes $34,845. The average bonus is $686, which represents 2% of their salary, with 100% of people reporting they receive a bonus each year. Um, I do like Jared's point, though, that Bombay was impressed by the number when he saw it, and he's a lawyer. So I think Hendricks... I think Hendricks is going all in on these junior Goodwill games here. So they probably came up pretty high. They probably at least matched Bombay's yearly salary as a lawyer, whatever we think that is, and then gave him all this perks and really played to his ego. Um, I do like that. I don't know if I I was the only one. I thought his job in D3 was the head of all of Team USA, not just men boys hockey. He said he was the director of player personnel for the junior Goodwill Games. So that's a good I point. Like all yeah. It could be all sports. That's what I took it as. Yeah, I mean, I think he's probably making bank if he – maybe he doesn't like his law career, but Bombay likes money. We That has been established. So he's yeah. got to be making a pretty penny to really uh, uh, pick that up. Yeah, and the job security too. Bombay has been back and forth from law to player to coach. Like, that's gotta be it's gotta be a nice, cushy gig, regardless of pay. Yeah. Just gotta be glad to have a career path. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Uh, we are almost at an hour here. We I was expecting to go thirty to forty five minutes. Um, so we will sign off. We appreciate everybody joining us. Who knows? We might have another one of these at some point, even if we're out of quarantine. But this has been a lot of fun. Um, good luck to Chef JoJo on double multitasking. There. Yeah. Hopefully you don't burn that salmon. And for us, thequackdeck.com. Go there. Contact us at quackdeckpod on Twitter. Facebook.com slash quackdeckpod. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. Tell us your favorite part of this Google Hangout. Uh, go to the shop, get your gear, and remember, ducks fall together. For uh, for those of you guys listening at home, uh, we're going to spend a couple extra minutes after this recording is over, and we'll, uh, we're going to get real with all the quackalites. Um, so you missed out if you didn't join in, because this is what uh, all the people are really here for, and uh, <laughs> ducks fly together. Yeah, well, Tommy's quack, quack. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs> Quick, quick.